Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to A-Queen's Roundtable Show. Let me just make sure that we are actually live before I dive in. Okay. Now, let, let audience, let us know at any time if you can't hear us, because I'm looking, it seems like my internet may be acting up a little bit. So I'm your host for A-Queen's Roundtable Show, Jacqueline Kabai Harrison, and we do this every second and fourth Sunday of the month. We just talk, I bring on a different entrepreneur each time, and we just talk openly and honestly about entrepreneurship, and we lead, or shall I say, we end on a note of inspiration, as well as different tools that you can put in your toolbox to be able to utilize to level up yourself as well as your business. So without further ado, I'm going to let my special guest introduce herself. Hi, everybody. My name is Kanye Ford, but uh, you can just simply call me Coach K. I'm a certified clinical sexologist and master sexologist, um, entrepreneur, multi-entrepreneur, and I'm super excited to be a part of this forum. Um, so I do thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. So having said that, Coach K, go ahead, dive a little bit in. Let us know who is Coach K? Like, for example, where did you grow up? You come from a large family. Um, and lead us up through what is the why behind your business? How did you be how did you become Coach K? Well, I grew up and born and raised kind of in the same area. I'm right here in um Southside, Richmond, Virginia, and everyone's on Southside. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not even too far from where I live now from where I actually grew up. And um, I'll, I'll start with my why and then I'll dip back as to how I grew up, which will help you to understand uh, my why. So, you know, just kind of growing up as a child, I've always been just intrigued by how people work, you know, what makes them love, what makes them hate, you know, human sexuality, everything about people. I just I've always enjoyed. Um, but. I am a why person. So I always want to know, like, why, why do you feel like what, that? Why do you, you know, it's not to, you know, challenge anyone, but it's truly for my own inner peace, I guess. Um, and so when I became a bedroom candy consultant almost four years ago, um, right after that, Dr. Rachel's Institute came along and we as consultants had the opportunity to become one of her first um, sexuality coaches in her program. So I was like, hey, me, take me. I want to, hey, this is exactly where I want to be. Um, and so over three years ago, I became, you know, certified. And my biggest why is how I grew up. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up in the era of latchkey kids, you know, I had a single mom that worked very hard for me and my sister. It was just a, um, three of us. Um, my father, he, you know, killed himself when I was about six months. So I never knew him. Um, and I watched her work, 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 take care of us, work, 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 take care of us. And we knew, well, I'll speak for me. I knew how to survive. My mom watching her, I knew exactly how to survive, but I didn't learn how to live. So, you know, growing up, I had to figure that part out, the living part. So I found myself at the age of 20 with two girls of my own ages, one and two. And so I realized that I was going into that exact same path that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And I knew how I felt growing up. So I said, you know what, for my girls, that's not what I want. You know, I was living in Section 8 housing, working a complete minimum wage job, tried the whole college thing, dropped out that first year because I had my first daughter. And I said, I have to fix this. So one day I laid in the middle of my little Section 8 apartment living room, <laughs> put the kids to sleep. It was literally middle of the night, put in my Mary J. Blige cassette tape. And yes, I'm aging myself by saying cassette tape. And I just hit play. And I laid there and I cried out every negative thought, 
everything that could hold me back, everything that I did not like, I cried it out until I was dry. And I said that now that that's out, it can no longer be a part of my forward. And so I knew that I wanted to have different. I said, I want my girls to have a backyard. That was my very first goal. My babies are going to have a backyard. And so that January, when I got my tax return back, I had already started talking to, you know, a realtor, housing opportunities may equal to get down payment assistance. So that January, I sat down with my tax return and I went through my entire credit report and I paid everything off. Settlements paid everything off. Um, in the midst of that, met my husband and by that December, we were moving into our first home together. Mm-hmm. And that set the, the pathway of everything different for me. That is just, I'm just like, that is awesome. I love it. Okay, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I realized, okay, there's other things that I did not finish. And so I said, I, I will, I was pregnant with my third child at that time. Um, and so, so when you all, so when you all first got your, moved into your home, you were how old at that time? I was 23 or 24 by that time. Okay. Okay. Um, and so we introduced number three and I was like, okay, I can't just sit and not finish those things that I, I, you know, cried about way back when. So I got back into the school path. I made sure that I started getting into a career path that I wanted to be on. Um, I went, I, I decided to not do just a bachelor's program. I wanted to do each program separately because I felt like if life happened and I was in a bachelor's program, it would stop the entire degree process. So I got an associates, then I went and got a bachelor's and then I went and got a master's. So I took every degree in phases because I'm, I can do things in bite sizes and it's something that I think as women, we forget that we can do. We don't have to go and gobble up the whole pie at one time. We can take it slice by slice. And so that's something that I've put into my life moving forward. And so when um, I got that sexuality coaching piece, I was already about a little over 15 years in the human resources realm. So my by by degree and by nine to five i was a human resources professional and so i've counseled people for years in their life and their careers um just in all aspects of their lives and it i enjoy looking back and watching i love facebook because i like to see some of the people who i've worked with and i was calling my babies because i was always the, the old lady at the job Um, even in my 20s and 30s. (laughs) So I'm watching current day, some of the people that I work side by side with, they're having babies, they have families. I get messages sometimes of people, hey, I got this interview coming up. What should I do? You know, and it feels good that I still have a part of their lives Mm -hmm. because it's other people's success is what fuels me. I love to see someone else succeed. And once I got that certification in sexuality, I said, you know, I need to, I need to find a specific lane. And I thought about myself. I did not have that person to help me to own my sexuality. Mm -hmm. And for me, when you own your sexuality, you show up in the world differently. Like your confidence is different. You walk different, you talk different, you stand different. You truly own every aspect of yourself because your sexuality is you. It's every part of you. And I feel like people make the mistake of thinking sex, stopping there and not realize it. It's the full gamut of sexuality. It's how we feel, it's how we smile, it's what we put on our face, it's how we do our hair, it's what perfume we put on, it's how we glide, it's what we wear, it's in every piece of us. And so 
in thinking about me in that lane I wanted to go in, I started to put together programs that help to guide people in the path they want to be on. Not the path I want them to be on because it worked, this lane worked for me, but I want to just give you the tools for you to go out and say yes and no with purpose to do whatever you want to or not do with purpose. You know, if you want to talk to somebody and your whole family's like, you're not supposed to talk to a guy. You wait for the guy to talk to you. No, you go talk to him with purpose if that's what you want to do. Or you go talk to her with purpose. So mm-hmm. living life with a purpose is the biggest takeaway that I want to, to give to anyone under the sound of my voice. So my why is really me. <laughs> and you know what? And I think that that's very common. You know, I, I think that sometimes along the way, people kind of lose that, you know, as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. people kind of lose that. But, you know, it was something because I, I try not to interrupt. But if I kind of if you see me do do like this, you know, you just kind of know I got a I got a quick question. OK. You mentioned very early on about being a, a particular consultant. Yes. <laughs> what, what what is that? Because I'm not that like I'm not totally familiar with that. So elaborate a little bit more on that. You're a consultant of you were initially a consultant of, of, of what what sort of a company you know is it or was it? So um, I'm a consult a lifestyle brand consultant with Bedroom Candy, and Bedroom Candy is an adult. Well, it it initially started out as an adult toy company line. It was started by um, Candy Burris and her two co-founders, Brian and Sookie, about eight years ago. And it started with just five toys, you know, vibrators. Mm -hmm. But I believe over time, as the world evolved and developed, the realization of sex is kind of the end result. And that's kind of what I talk to any of my clients or any of my party goers about. Because once sex is done, you, you know, there's, you go to sleep or you go home. So in our, in our line, we created the full, you know, the body washes, the mist, the, we have a full cosmetics line. We have a hair care line. Um, We have a men's bath and body line. So we, we, um, we have products for the everyday person, men and women. Mm -hmm. And so that was my my segue, that was kind of about the second entrepreneurship um, opportunity that I was able to get into was being that bedroom candy consultant. So how did you find out about that? Literally, when I was watching, um, I was watching the Real Housewives of Atlanta and she had um, the kickoff so I guess when it first happened, I saw it years ago and I was like, oh, that, that looks nice, you know? And I was like, hmm, but I didn't realize that I could be a part of it. So mm-hmm. I just kind of, you know, let it go. And then about a year or two later, she did another episode where she was talking about it. And I was like, okay, if I saw it twice in my world, if I see it twice, it spoke to me. So okay. I was like, let me figure out how to do it. Google, <laughs> get on Google, signed up and been a part of it ever since. Okay. So, you know, if someone's interested, they can absolutely reach out to me directly um, or they can just go to the Case Candy website and kind of look around and see about it. But it's an opportunity for you to have your own business, which is it's it's great. It's fun. It's exciting. It's truly yours. It's not the traditional. um, What is it? Multi-level, the MLM or direct sales It's not traditionally set up that way. It truly is your business. So that's like like Mary Kay. You become a Mary Kay consultant. Um, Yes and no. So a lot of the like the Mary Kays and the um, Avons. It's very structured. You know Mm -hmm. that this person is a Mary Kay rep because they can only like their name has Mary Kay in it in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, the, so like my brand for bedroom candy is Kay's candy. I don't have to set bedroom candy in, inside of my name anywhere. Um, what I 
because I'm an independent consultant of how I run my business. Yes, there are guidelines, but essentially how I run my business is how mm -hmm. I run my business. Okay. I don't have any strict minimums. Like I know, I think, I think with America, you have to do a certain amount of facials within a certain time period, or you have to buy a certain amount of products, you know, in a certain time period. Mm -hmm. Well, we're not held into that, that chokehold. And I think that it was created that way because as business um, people, especially with Candy, she's a businesswoman. She knows things happen life happens there may be a month where you cannot focus on the business and you must do other things mm -hmm. so if you didn't make a sale or something like that you won't get kicked out of it you know it's no penalty for it because you're mm -hmm. living life and you're building your business and so that's the part i love about being um, a part of that network okay okay hmm all right well that 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 kind of really and then so, and how you transitioned is because, or added to, mm -hmm. was the the young lady or the owner of the company, she also has a program to to become a certified like sexologist. So that so you got the certification through her? Or um no. So Dr. Rachel, she used to be on that show with the doctors many years ago. She's okay. still a practicing a medical doctor. Okay. Her and Candy are pretty good friends. Okay. And so she used to come to, um, Dr. Rachel would come to our conventions each year. Okay. And so when she got her program accredited, she finalized it. She thought, what better place to introduce and launch my, you know, my, my school of sexuality coaching than with Bedroom Candy. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so a few years back um, at convention, she introduced the program to us because there's we have graduates of this uh, in Dr. Rachel's Institute from all over the world, you know, South Africa, Brazil, like literally all over the world. Um, one who is it? Carly, Carly Red from Love and Hip Hop. I think she ended up going through the program. Um, so it's open to anyone who is interested in the realm of and want to know more about it okay. she has a program you can take the track of becoming an actual um, sexologist and uh, which means that you want to go out and you want to do sessions teach or if you just want to become a master sexologist and hold that knowledge for yourself but not necessarily want to create a career in um, sexuality coaching practice with other people okay Okay, so let's let me before we kind of go into because I got a couple of technical questions, of course. Um, you know, I'm a social worker, mm -hmm. you know, a therapist, so it's it's like in me. I'm, I'm, you know, we're a lot alike in the whole aspect that we're very inquisitive. You know, because I, I I learn a lot from all of my guests. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's like I have all kinds of questions. Um, but what I was going to ask you is. And I know a lot of this overlaps, but what would you say was your greatest obstacle? Whether, you know, it's in, in business or, you know, just personal, like in life, in, just in life in general, you can draw from either or. What would you say? Honestly, my biggest obstacle has always been me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can I can create something and I'll be the first to say, oh, this is horrible. I can't do this. I can't put this out into the world. And, you know, three months down the line after it's been out and someone's like, oh my gosh, you created this. And it's like, yeah, well, this is great. I'm like, oh, you're just saying that because you know me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my husband tells me all the time, he's like, no, you have to stop discrediting yourself. You have to stop doing it. And it's like, I can see the greatness in other people's work. I can see like if somebody did a website, I'm like, oh, that website is great. Well, mm -hmm. I created four websites for myself and I was like, oh, that's nothing. It's just a website. So <laughs> it, it's me. <laughs> and you know what? I think women in general, we as women in general and especially African-American women, for some reason or another, we we a lot of us. I mean, it's a common a common um, thread or common trend that we suffer from it's like we always we always minimize what you know 
what we do or what we can do. Yeah. Always, you know, so, okay. All right. So your biggest obstacle is you. And I, you know what, and that, that comes up a lot too, you know, because I know like on Facebook, a lot of times people post things like get out of your own way and things of that nature. Right. And what I find is that it's so common. So many, so many of my guests say that. And me, yeah. you know, it's like we're, we're our own worst critic. Yeah. You know, so, okay. So that, so that, that was your biggest obstacle. So how do you, how do you, how do you deal with that now? Like, how do you address that? I mean, what is it? Is it something in particular that you say to yourself? Do you give yourself like little pep talks? Because I'm pretty sure that it may rear its head every now and again. So how do you address it? So it doesn't prevent you from moving forward. It is plenty of times in the morning when I'm in the shower that I have a full blown conversation with myself. Okay. Um, occasionally I might even answer. I don't argue with myself, though, but <laughs> I will. I will get in that shower and I will say, look, this is we're going to do this today. Okay. This is the outcome. This is how we're going to feel. And that's just it. I don't care what you say. Do you understand? So it is those um, conversations in the morning. And sometimes, you know, even after shower, walking down the hall. Now, remember what I said. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get this done. I wrote it all down. So, yeah, every every once in a while when it when I feel that it's coming up, I mm -hmm. make sure that I have that conversation with me. Mm -hmm. um, because the programs that I have out here for other people, I practice that myself. Okay. It's not like I wrote this program and you just go do it. Right. Okay. I, I use it myself. <laughs> okay. So in turn, now I'm shifting a little bit, but now fam family and friends. Now you're, it's your, your father that that's deceased. Is your mom still alive? Yes. Okay. So your mom and your sisters and, you know, other relatives, how, how have they responded to your business or, you know, your business endeavors? I have been very fortunate that I have family that is actually pretty supportive. You know, when I first became a bedroom candy consultant, my sister was one of my first parties. Um, my mom, I did her bachelorette party. You know, I have family that have purchased from me. Um, it's so it's. When I, you know, and, and I see when people say, you know, friends and family don't support. And I just feel great that I don't understand what that feels like. Right. Um, but I also am perfectly OK if they didn't, because I don't necessarily they know who I've been the entire time. And the coach in me has been in me since I was a little girl. So the conversations that I've had with friends and family growing up. Now, they didn't get the professional version of the language, of course, but <laughs> they've had to deal with unofficial coaching pretty much all of their lives. So they kind of understand the transition and they get it and they trust. If I'm standing behind something, um, they trust it because I am the first person that will say, mm -mm, this is not right. But I'm also the first one to say, this is awesome. If I get great customer service or great product or great whatever, I want to let as many people know about it as I do when something really takes me off. Right. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So um, let me just glance at the time. So when you, how do you work with women? Well, first of all, do you specifically work with women or do you work with women and men? And how do you do that work with them? So I am open to work with um, everyone okay. overall. However, my target audience is um, women right now. Mm -hmm. And the way I work with them is in uh, multiple facets. So I have one-on-one um, -on -one sessions mm -hmm. that people can, can get with me. Um, I have a five-week program that's kind of self-paced for women to, it's called Own Your Ish Sis. It's a boot camp. Um, and it's five weeks of very intensive um, training and activities that it gives women physical activities that help them help them recognize what they put themselves through mentally. So it puts all of this right in front of them. Um, and also, 
like it's a um, couples retreat that I have coming up. So that's another way. And while it's a couples retreat, it's still mm -hmm. working on individuals separately, focus a lot on the women. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've seen the about what is it recognize your own ish or get you what, what, oh that own your ish this own your yeah i've seen that and i did i think i did see something else too on facebook about the couples retreat as well i think okay all right cool now so do, do you do you, are you primarily online like when you have your sessions and boot camps and things of that nature or do you do it in person too um, of course, pre all this foolishness, I did some on in person session. I did a, some yeah. of a couple sessions um, in person. Okay. Um, I had a vision board and wine party, and so now I'm I'm dual. So while I will still have some like the couples retreat, you know, it is going to be in person. I have a virtual mm -hmm. option. I also have the school where people can do things virtually. So I'm okay. dual right now, and will be probably ongoing. Okay. Okay. Um, so I was going to ask you about um, how do you, and I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but how do you make sure that you practice good self-care? I am by nature from that day that I cried in the living room, unapologetically, unapologetically selfish. And so I practice it every day in just everything I do. Literally, if if it's a day that I do not want to get out of the bed, I will not get out of the bed. If it's a day I need to, of course I will. Um, if my children, down to my nine-year-old, if he asks me to do something and I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. It's just simple as that. And, and I'm okay with it. I only do things that I want to do. Um, and that's just something that I stand by. I will not say yes unless it's something that I want to do. Um, I'm, I, I'm an advocate for the word. No, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. You know, if it's not going to kill you for me saying that you're going to hear it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and you know, I make sure I put on my blood sticks every day. This makes me feel good. This is just my thing. You know, I have my little body butters I put on my hot cakes, which makes me smell good. And just little subtle things. Every once in a while I comb my hair, you know, <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a big thing for me now. It's combing that hair, combing my hair because I'm like, ah, I look at it, I'm like, ah, I just don't want to touch you. Yeah, your hair is pretty long, right? It's growing back for sure. Um, I've cut I've cut it twice and donated it twice, mm -hmm. but I realized that the older I get, it doesn't grow back the same. So I was like, okay, I'm not gonna cut it anymore because. I'm, I'm I'm growing in the older people hair now, so it's a little different. <laughs> the older people hair. Yeah. No, my older people hair and combs, they don't mix well. Right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, because I've seen you a couple of times doing your Zumba online and your hair has been out. And I'm like, oh, your hair is so long. Well, you know, I think my hair short. Mm -hmm. I'm growing it out now. So it's probably maybe, I don't know, about five inches now. Something like that. But I'm going to do sister locks this time. I've locked my hair a couple of times before. Well, once before, mm -hmm. but I'm going to do sister locks. So I wanted it to grow out a little bit. Nice. Or whatever. So, yeah, but I, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let me ask this. Now you've been, so, okay. Your children are, what are their ages again? I know your youngest is nine. So I have nine, 13, 14, 20, and 21. Okay. All right. So you, you need, you know what, you, <laughs> I guess you kind of need to talk to us a little bit about, well, I want to ask two, two things. Okay. One, how long have you been married? And like, how does, how does your, your belief of, you know, if I don't want to do it or if I feel like saying no, I say no, you know, how does that work in the marriage? And then number two, I would think with children, with, with just a, a child, I know I have one, and he's nine. He'll be 10 in like two months. And between that and working full time and, you know, 
I'm like going in a bunch of different directions, you know, and especially now with all of this homeschooling, I'm, I'm a teacher now too. So, you know, add that to the plate. So I'm just kind of interested to know, like, how do you find time to work on you or work on your business? You know, cause you're, you know, married and you have the children. Like, how do you do that? Um, so I've been married, we've been married for, it's 14 and a half years now. Okay. Cause it was June of 06 when we got married. Okay. Um, and the second part of that was how do I make this work in the marriage part? Right. Mm -hmm. So the story of how we met is, um, it's one of those, uh, he knew who I was the day we met type mm -hmm. things. And I was a healing up damaged person when we met. Okay. And so I was already on that path to a better version of me. Nothing was going to stop that path. And so when he came along, he actually helped to mend the wounds a little faster. And the beautiful thing is I never put on the shades to not see things transparent or that it was a false sense of healing um, properties to it. From the beginning, we, from the beginning, I retreated almost back to that old version of me. And I had to remember, uh-uh, we got to keep going forward. And so he was not a talker, um, but he had to, to communicate and talk because if not, he could not go forward with me. Mm -hmm. um, I knew what I wanted in life. And so by us having so many conversations. So the biggest thing is we communicated like none other, whether it was some days that we wanted to or not, whether it was things that we wanted to talk about or not, we talked about it. And it was one of those I love you with every fiber in my being. And yes, I want you on this ride with me. Um, but if you're not, if we're not on the same path, I can't go off my course. And we were, we were synced on the right path. And I always say this, you know, I never knew my father and, you know, he, you know, passed away when I was younger, but I always say that he sent my husband to me. And I say that because he wasn't there and I think he knows what I need. <laughs> you know, I'm a Gemini, true to nature. So there's not a lot of people that can contain all of this crazy. And so <laughs> I felt like <laughs> I felt my dad um, said that I needed somebody that was going to protect me, that was going to be good for me and that would um, be on just the same path as me. And that's because we met in a, unusual way um from day one it was known we're just gonna be together <laughs> you okay. know i knew his brother over two years before i even knew he existed and we used to hang out and club every weekend wow okay didn't even know who he was okay um and then with the children so I just lost my full-time job May of this year during the pandemic. So I was doing these businesses, working and, you know, mom, wife, all that good stuff. But the question, so you uh -huh. were doing HR? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was the regional um, HR manager for a global company, not a global. Okay. Ooh, that's my old job. <laughs> Countrywide company. Ooh, mixing up my jobs. Um, and you yeah. know, the day they let me go, you know, one of the ladies was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, please don't be sorry. I think this is a full blown blessing because if you hadn't pushed me to focus on my businesses, what would I be doing? So that happened. Um, then of course the homeschooling was the next thing. Um, but my children already know the room that I'm in right now, if the doors close, I'm working. Right. If the doors open, I'm working. If I tell you not to make noise, don't make noise. Right. If I say I'm busy, I'm busy. They just know because those are the guidelines and boundaries that we set early on. And I mean, as little ones. Okay. Um, 
if the house is not on fire, you're not dying. <laughs> don't bother me. <laughs> and but when it's when I'm out of work mode, it's love mode. So they get quality over quantity. Okay. And because that matters. If they got a whole bunch of superficial nothing from me, that doesn't help. But if they got little bits of meaningful time, meaningful conversations, meaningful love, hugs, kisses, you know, going places, that's the things that they remember. You know, children don't remember the superficial things. They really do remember the quality things. And so that's what I give them because I know that's what I missed. Okay. I, I I love when I was little on a Saturday morning, getting into my mom's bed and just cuddling up. Like I could just lay there for hours. I, I love the smell of her, her hair. Just I love that. So I know how good that feels. Those are the things that I can remember growing up. I can't remember a whole lot of anything else, literally. <laughs> but I can remember that and bad things. So. Okay. <laughs> So that's what um, I make sure I give them quality. Okay. Okay. All right. You know, because it always comes up in terms of, you know, and, and the other thing I know I was asking about was self-care because you, you, you didn't, you didn't get into that. Right. I know a lot of it's overlapping. A little bit. I don't have any specific self-care okay. things other than just as long as I rest, okay. um, drink wine when I cook some nights, uh -huh. Those are my little things, you know, when I take my slim AM and make sure I drink a cup of water afterwards, it's nothing extravagant, like little things I love. Like when my husband brings me four boxes of Mike and Ike's, that, <laughs> that tops my whole day off, you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I say that because I like to talk about it because I think that that's something that we often don't do. You know what I mean? I think we as women, we're always so busy trying to make sure everybody else's needs are met and then ours are on the back burner. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of women I talk to, it's it's been, you know, they literally had to like relearn or readjust, if you will, you know, and learn to put themselves first. But what I'm hearing from you is that you learned that a very long time ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I know, you know, some women that may listen, you know, maybe listening now or I'm trying to check the comments because sometimes with StreamYard, it doesn't show up. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of times I know I've heard a lot of women say that they have difficulty doing that or they feel guilty when they say no. Mm -hmm. You know, they feel guilty, um, you know, doing things for themselves, you know, when in reality, if you do things for yourself, it makes, you know, excuse me. It benefits you, you know, and that way you are able to show up as the best version of yourself yes. other than showing up as a piece of this or a piece of that because you don't, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't give what you don't have. You know what I mean? Or, you know, you have to, you have to replenish. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. And literally the boot camp that I created, I have beta testers in my boot camp right now. Okay. Um, and I have actually, so if anyone's listening, I do have five additional, five beta spots left. Okay. And I use those spots because I have a one week, three week and a five week check-in. Okay. And so I just recently did a three week check-in with one of my beta testers. And the first thing she said is, I don't want the boot camp to end. And I was like, well, you know, I trust that you'll keep all these tools and you'll use them ongoing. Right. But one of the things that she shared with me and like her whole story of who she is right now, three weeks into her boot camp is just it makes me feel so good. Mm -hmm. She said um, she ended up selling her business that she's owned for over 20 plus years. And one of the employees um, that was there, you know, was upset because the new owners eventually let this person go and they were friends. And, you know, she was like. Normally when I see her, I would get kind of anxiety and I'd be like, oh, but she said, I just is one of the exercises that they do. She said, I just peeled her off and I was okay. And I just kept going with my day. Now I can see her and I'm okay. No anxiety, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And I felt so good because that's, that's what I want to know. Did that activity teach you something 
for you. That mm-hmm. boot camp is literally completely all about the person that's taking it. Mm-hmm. And for her to take those tools and utilize it going forward, that is because that's a piece of self-care, not absorbing someone else's mess. Yep. And you know what? And I'm glad that came up because a lot of times people, when they think of self-care, they think of, oh, let me go get a, go get a body massage or let me go get my nails done and get my hair done, you know, but there are so many other topics, right? So many other ways that you can practice good self-care because I know, um, I, I think it was the last symposium that you participated in. You did something on toxic relationships, mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of people don't realize that even something like that, you know, like not allowing people to or not like you just said absorbing other people's feelings or feeling like you have to <clears throat> you have to protect someone you know or protect them or manage their feelings so to speak you know what i mean any like like whatever takes away your mental peace or, or, or takes away your your um you know your serenity yes. it's, it's good self-care you know what i mean like recognizing like maybe it could be for somebody it could be learning how to say no and not feel guilty about it. Or it could be um, like not trying to manage someone else's feelings. You know what I mean? Like putting yourself first, all of that is a form of self-care. Yes. You know know what I mean? So, and I think just even broadening that, I think for a lot of women, it's just like, like a light bulb goes off, you know, and it's fine if it just goes off today or if it just went off six months ago, that's fine, you know, but, it's okay. Just know that it's okay to come to that realization because we are all constantly growing and learning. You know what I mean? And that it's never too late. It's never too late. Never too late. I've literally, when I tell you that my, my target audience is between age 25 and 45 and up is because we weren't all given that. We weren't all mm-hmm. given that direction you know, when I say that I was taught how to survive, I had to learn how to live. That's a real thing. Many of us are taught how to survive. We can survive, but we don't know how to live. Right. And yeah. that's a huge piece of, you know, I have a, a four day webinar series. It's completely free, literally called the power of you emergence series. It's for you to emerge into 2021 the way you want to. Right. Not what was set forth or what someone thinks. Right. However you however you want to. However you want to. Yep. (laughs) I love it. Okay. All right. So you know what? Okay. Your topic. Your topic is finding your voice. And I'm sure that we've touched on some of it, but I want to give you an opportunity to talk about that. So as we get older, we become multiple things. We become wives, girlfriends, employers, entrepreneurs, mom. And then as we pile on those layers of us, who our original being is starts to get pushed down. Mm-hmm. Our voice is in our original being. So it's just like if you think about if you have 10 blankets on top of you, and you're saying, help me get the blankets off. Can it get through those 10 layers? Can someone hear you? They can barely hear you. So maybe it's, I don't allow those blankets to get over top of me. And eventually I have to start to push myself up, which is going to bring my voice up with me. So finding your voice truly is getting back to the core of who you are. Unfortunately, it's not a lot of women who know who in the world they are. Mm -hmm. The basic things of how to comb your hair, how to properly brush your teeth, how to take care of yourself during your menstrual cycle, how to take care of a baby, how to prevent STI, STD, baby prevention. A lot of those basic things are not taught. They're assumed Mm -hmm to be known. And as we are out here trying to search for, well, I don't know how to, how do I do my hair like this person over here? Because I wasn't given my own identity of doing my own hair. I wasn't taught that. 
So I'm going to sit in a shop chair and let somebody do it for me. You know, how do I properly wash my vulva? We're not all taught that. So now I have people that's talking about me because I smell bad or I smell different. I just put a layer, I invert it. How do I properly shave my armpits or shave my legs? I was never taught that. So now I have people that are talking about me because I look different or, you know, I don't, I, my arms have a smell to them. And I'm talking about young children, you know, teenage years, you're in that middle school year. Mm-hmm. So now we're getting teased at that early on age because we weren't taught some of the basic things. And so we become a different person than the route that we possibly could have gone on had we been taught some basic care needs as a young person. So we grow up in a defensive mode. Is that our true voice? It's probably not our true voice. But as we talk, we talk defensively. We talk offensively. We talk negatively. We talk mean. We build walls. And our voice is trapped behind that wall. Our voice Mm -hmm. is trapped behind that defense. My biggest thing with finding your voice is chipping away, chipping away to defensiveness, chipping away, always having to be offensive to other people, chipping away the wall, getting into your own being and saying to yourself, how do I want to feel today? What do I want to accomplish today? What is my goal? Do I want to do this thing? And I'm saying I, my, me. Everything points back to you. If you're waking up and every day you're walking into your job and you feel anxious, it's anxiety filled. Your inner voice is telling you this is not where you need to be. So you need to have a conversation with yourself and that inner voice and allow it to speak for you. Mm-hmm. Allow it to say to whatever it is in this, in, in this job that's causing you anxiety, I'm not comfortable here because you speak to me this way, or I'm not comfortable here because of these things that are going on. Finding your voice and allowing it to speak on your behalf is one of the most positive things you can do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it makes you, it forces you to teach people how to treat you. Okay. We diminish that voice because we're afraid to tell people how we should be treated. We just accept treatment. Right. And especially us as women, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, are, we are definitely taught to absorb it, you know, just... Mm-hmm. Taking them. That's why we can have babies and men can. We can take a lot of things, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a lot of things, and just because it can be done doesn't mean that it should be done. Right. right. And the fact that we can take on so many things is more reason why we have to be um, very encouraging of using our voice. You know, it's a video that I'll be putting up later on on my Instagram, but it basically shows that ladies, it's time to take your seat at the table. Mm-hmm. You you prepared the table. You cooked all the food. Right. Don't put anybody else at the head of that table. This woman who just became vice president just said to you, ladies, it is time to take your seat. She's not the first because there's many first women that have done so many things. But if that's the biggest platform that some young lady is going to see, it's use it. She had to use a voice that most women would be like, oh, my gosh, I would have never said I would have never did. But if that's what she wanted and where she wanted to be, I'm pretty sure she had to a lot of times say things that were so uncomfortable to her that once she said it, it made other people uncomfortable. That's where your voice comes in. If what you say makes someone else uncomfortable, it's the right thing for you to say. 
because you take that uncomfortableness off of you and put it on somebody else. Let them feel it. You know what? Okay, say that again. And let me say hi to, to uh, Joy. I don't know if you're still with us, but how you doing, Miss Joy? I have to check different areas to see the comments. So forgive me if it takes me a minute. Um, say that again for the people in the back that may not have heard you. <laughs> yes, it, it is. It is extremely important that you take that uncomfortableness off of you. Say exactly how you feel. Make the rest of the room uncomfortable because it it they need to be. If you're the one that's uncomfortable, that's a problem because you're not saying what it is that you need to have said. And that's what we're afraid of. And we're not just afraid in the business world. We're afraid in our relationships mm -hmm. to say that. And mm -hmm. so we sit and we for years and years and years and years and years just uncomfortable with our inner voice in there saying, say it, say it, say it. Right. You, <laughs> you have to let that voice out early. And if someone walks out of your life early from hearing your voice, your genuine voice, let them go. Why would you want to live your life uncomfortable, hiding the voice that you have so that someone else can be comfortable? That's backwards. Yep. You know, I, throughout life, I've always been known as the person who just, you know, says what I feel. You know what I mean? Like they've always, like friends have always, you know, called me uncensored, you know. <laughs> And really, the, the thing of it is, I just think that people get so accustomed to, and you know, and it's not that I'm just going around just saying anything. I'm mm -hmm. saying what I, what I feel. You know what I mean? And and I'm not being concerned with how other people are gonna gonna take it. Now, of of course, ladies, I, I'm I'm not saying I'm going around being rude or right. <laughs> you know, nothing like like that. But me being myself you know, and actually saying what I feel, it's not my job to, it's not my job to be concerned with how, you know, how that makes you feel, how my feelings make you feel. I mean, you know what I mean? Yes. And and, and I, I think, I think we really need to take a step back and really just think about, it. you know, just really think about it. Because for me, like, you know, I, I have other, you know, concerns or issues, you know, that I've dealt with or dealing with, but I've always been very clear about, you know, how I feel, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm going to let you know that this is how I feel. And this is, you know, this is my interpretation or this is what I expect basically. And I've, you know, I've come across a lot of people that are very uncomfortable with that. You know what I mean? Or they, I agitate them because, you know, sometimes people, Sometimes people, if, if they want to do it and they have difficulty doing it and they see that you're doing it, they may have a problem with that. Yes. You know what I mean? You know, so I've had a lot of that in the past, too. But it is so freeing to be who you are and to just, you know, speak the truth. If you if you if you hot, you hot. I don't care how many people in this room say they're not hot. <laughs> oh, you're not hot. Oh, you're not hot. Well, I'm hot. So. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And it's crazy that people will hold something, some, something so small like that. They're yep. sitting there boiling up, sweating bullets. Instead of saying, can you open the window? Mm -hmm. They would just rather conform. Right. Right. And that's what it's all about. Everybody wants to conform, you know, because they, because they, they, they don't want to stand out. You know what I mean? And a lot of people that, you know, Dance to the beat. Of, you know what? That that's the phrase that's always been used for me. I dance to the beat of my own drum. I'm like, well, who's whose beat should I be dancing to? <laughs> right. You really think about that. Whose beat am I gonna dance to? Yeah. You know, I'm a yeah. I'm we a all have our own inner rhythm. rhythm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and let let that come out. Let that shine. And you know, you you'll feel so much freer. Right. You know, and then you'll really be able to tap into your unlimitless power. You know, you know what I mean? I mean, it's yeah. like 
once you release a lot of that and really start listening to who you are, you know, it'll your your whole world will change. And your surroundings will be way different. The people who mm -hmm. surround you will only be those that are transparent as well. Because not everyone is okay with hearing the truth. You know, if you ask me if I like your dress and everybody else say yes and I told you no, if you stick around, then you enjoy hearing the truth. Right. <laughs> because if you ask me, it's because you don't want to go outside looking like a clown. Now, if you still go out and it, it doesn't, you know, at least someone told you and right. answered you appropriately because right. like don't ask me the question <laughs> uh-huh yeah yeah and you know i mean this this kind of goes into um something something different but to me it even speaks to like now nowadays how everybody is so um focused on how they feel that they should look Okay, so let, let me let me go a little bit further with that. So let's let's take it a little further. So we, we we're talking about being true to you, right? If you feel you know one way, you know say it, you know voice it, be true to who you are. So I feel that when it comes to like physical looks, I think a lot of a lot of women, you know, get caught up in this is how society says that they should look, right? or that this is how they should desire to look. And if they don't, then it's a problem with you. Mm -hmm. You know you know what I mean? So I just kind of want to like take that a step further. If I, if I look at myself in the mirror and like how you mentioned earlier, and you know what, it reminds me, remember that India Irie song where, I'm sorry, my science is starting to act up a little bit, where she says like, um, it's like one day she might feel like shaving her legs Yes. May not. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. And it's like I've always lived by that. If I feel like I want to put on some makeup or do my hair, like, you know what I mean? Then okay, I'm gonna do it. But if I don't, then I won't. <laughs> and that's as simple as that. You know what I mean? Yes. And <laughs> you should be okay with that. Like everyone right. should be okay with it. Because you know, like now with this pandemic, and I told you I'm growing my hair out and my my i'll just say my my brother i know he would never watch this so my brother <laughs> well i say it to him i could tell he's so uncomfortable with seeing me with my hair just like all over my head you mm -hmm. know what i mean and the thing of it is i'm that uncomfortable with it why are you uncomfortable with it yeah you know what i'm saying but that's what it becomes people around you in society are uncomfortable with what you are doing or not doing or saying you know, and that, that and that that can train if you don't if you're not careful, that can translate into what type of job you have, yes. what type of car you drive, what um neighborhood you live in. You know what I mean? If it's okay mm -hmm. with you, it's okay with you. You don't have to check with nobody else. They don't have to be okay with it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and it's it's more and more celebrities that are coming out as just their natural selves. Right. Um, it's not a vast majority. But the more and more they have to stay at home and they finally realize we're human beings. You know, Candy just recently did a, a video talking about Chick-fil-A. She was in her regular natural state hair, no makeup on. It's one thing that she always talk about um, her eyes, like the same thing I have, these dark circles. She was, it's, it's, they're, they're people. And I can, I can appreciate the regular folk i like mm -hmm. to say the regular folk mm -hmm. i may even listen to you a little bit more when you can talk to me as a regular human being who does not have to get completely to the point where everyone almost looks the same like i was mm -hmm. just telling my husband i was like everybody's makeup they got the the contour thing it's like now everybody's face looks the same who is who half these folks i don't even recognize anymore they were talking about <laughs> you know what? Isn't that crazy? Like I'm telling you, sometimes I know this, this, this. I feel real bad saying this, but it's I, I really feel like this. You see people like when they get these professional photo shoots, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you talk to them, you get on a Zoom with them. You be like, "Who was that?" You know, you be like, it's the same person. Like, I don't. 
You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> you know, totally different. Like, yeah, and it's like, I, I understand, you know, a little few enhancements or whatever, like now I have on a little lipstick. I do ha have on, you know, like a little bit of foundation or whatever, but I don't think you're going to go to my professional, I don't know, are my hands in there, y'all? Uh -huh. <laughs> and be like, who in the, what, uh, who, what, who, is this the same person? Yes. You, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like it should be like that. Yeah, enhancement yeah. is perfectly right. okay, but to completely change who you right. were, that I won't recognize you walking down the street, mm -hmm. that's too much. Yeah, yeah, and you you know, and this is a whole nother, I, I'm sorry, y'all, this, it just depends on where, where it takes me and who I'm talking to, but, like, I feel good about now I'll be honest with you. You know, I feel like I could shed a, I, I could shed some pounds. Okay. Um, yes, I'd like to lose maybe 10, 15 pounds. But the essence of me, like I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like the essence of me isn't necessarily, you know, it it it, it doesn't, it's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's me, whether I'm wearing a t-shirt or a sweatshirt and some jeans, or whether I have on I don't know. You know, I'm like dressed to impress, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, I still right. know who the essence of me is. And I think this is what you were referring to earlier when you when you said that 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 comes out. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That 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 should come out. Yes. Because how we how we feel. Oh, and how we look on the outside sometimes are so different you know when i meet people and they're smiling i look right into their eyes and if those eyes are dead i know that that smile is just for me they're not smiling for themselves mm, okay so mm -hmm. if you're you know when i talk about doing things on purpose if your smile is not for you first and then as a greeting to someone else check it why why am I not walking through life happy right now? And it's so you know, we don't have to be happy every day. Right. But again. Yeah. You don't have to if if you don't want to smile because you're going through some stuff, hey, how you doing? And keep it pushing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. <sighs> this has been awesome. So did it I mean any any closing remarks I mean you want to make other than or make whatever closing remarks you want to make or leave with the ladies and then tell them again um, where to find you and about some of the different um, offers, I guess, that you have. I know you mentioned a few different things, the couples retreat, the webinar, the, the beta testers, you know, tell them a little bit about that and then we'll go, then we'll close it out. Um, well, the biggest thing that I want to uh, say as far as closing remarks is, ladies, anyone that is listening to us right now is to, um, at some point, you have to be okay with making other people uncomfortable in order to comfort yourself. Um, my goal for you is to be able to truly, unapologetically be who you are and teach people how to treat you because you deserve the best. It's time to listen to that inner voice. Put it on your shoulders. Let it speak to the world. Let it be your God and be perfectly okay with it. Because if you're a mom, you have people watching you. If you're a sister, you have people watching you. If you go past the mirror every day, you should be watching you. And if what you're watching in the mirror is not exciting to you or proud, then it's time to reevaluate and figure out why. Mm -hmm. Now, some of the programs that I do have to help in that realm um, is the Own Your Ish Sis Boot Camp. It is a five-week boot camp that is full of activities that is truly centered around you. I do have the five beta test spots open, um, so you would not pay the full price um, as everyone else. So if you're interested, absolutely jump on that on December the 28th through the 31st. So we're walking into 2021. I have a four day free webinar, ser webinar series that is called the Power of You Emergence Series. Every day is a new topic, new activities to begin your 2021 with a different stride in your step. 
to get information on all of that. Oh, and the couples retreat, Fools and Loves Couples Retreat, that is going to be April the 1st through the 4th. Deposits are due coming up November 15th. Um, to get information on all of those items, you can shoot me a text or give me a call at 804 967 4551. You can send me an email at info at loveandintimacy101.com. Or you can go to the website, which is loveandintimacy101.com. You can follow me here on Facebook at loveandintimacy101 or over on Instagram at coachk101 and that's C-O-A-C-H-K-A-Y-1-0-1. Okay. I was going to ask you, dang, just slip me just that quick. Um, oh, where's the couple's retreat going to be at? Oh, it's going to be in Williamsburg, Virginia. Okay. Okay. And that's April. April 1st through the 4th, the Fools and Loves Couple Retreat. It's, mm-hmm. it's truly going to be, you know, you're getting two sessions per day. We have a wine tasting. We have a sexy dance. We have a couple's massage. Your lunch and dinner is included in your mm-hmm. ticket. The room for the two, the two room suites are included in your ticket price. So it's really an all-inclusive welcome basket, which I can't say what those goodies are because... Yeah, it's some stuff that you can have fun with. Um, <laughs> okay. But I'm excited about it. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. So, everyone, thank you for those that have joined us live. And thank you to those that will catch us on the replay. You have joined us here for A Queen's Roundtable Show, which happens every second and fourth Sunday of the month at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as you see, I interview a different, interesting entrepreneur every show. So if you are interested in being a guest on the show, use the link. I have included the link. It is above the video. Use that link to apply to be a guest on the show. Thank you so much, Miss Kanyo, aka Coach K, for being on the show. I really, really enjoyed you. And I look forward to you know talking with you and collaborating with you again in the future. I know we got our next collaboration coming up right in January. So for the, for the uh, symposium. So I'm looking forward to that as well. All right. So thank you everyone. And again, if you want to reach out to her, if you forgot, you know, um, I would say leave it in the comments or maybe can you can go back in and put your website or your email or whichever you choose in the comments. But you know, feel free to leave any questions or comments you have in the comments and we'll definitely check back. All right. So everyone have a wonderful rest of the afternoon and we'll talk to you again soon. All right.